everybody. Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate your continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener to the podcast, man, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. The link tree is in the podcast description. You guys made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you guys checking out another dish at a podcast. As you can tell, I'm in a good mood, man. It's a beautiful weekend here in Nashville, Tennessee, as I'm recording this. I got a chance to see some friends last night who I haven't seen in a little bit catch up with them shout out Dominic and Nicole and uh yeah man this is just like one of my favorite times of the year believe it or not I love winter because technically I have a winter birthday March 4th I believe is still technically winter um it sure as heck is back in Ohio where I'm from man because we get snow in like April up there it's crazy but uh I love the winter just because I love the snow as a kid but as an adult I I don't like driving and being out in that crap you know because it's dangerous and slick But I've always loved the spring ever since I was a little kid because you have March Madness going into the beginning of spring for basketball. You have playoff basketball, playoff hockey. It's just just an awesome time of the year. It's like literally my favorite time of the year for sports because of playoff hoops and playoff hockey. And also just as a music fan, after a couple of years with this apocalypse, man, um, all jokes aside, it's just really cool to see um, artists releasing new music to see tours that were put on hold coming back. I myself am going to get a chance to see Deftones and Gojira here in Nashville in about a week. And I'm super pumped for that because those are two of my favorite bands and getting the opportunity to see them both in one show is just really going to be epic. So I'm really excited about that. And like I said, just, just to see whether it's artists on the come up or established artists like the aforementioned Gojira and Deftones touring, having shows coming back, having festivals coming back. It's just really cool to see, man. So I hope we continue to trend in that direction as far as live music and live events and that people can attend them safely and uh, we don't have any big, you know, super spreader events. COVID is something we're going to have to learn to live with. I don't want to talk too much about it on here because I'm sure you guys are sick of it and sick of hearing about it. And uh, I really try to use this episode or excuse me, rather this, this podcast, not just this episode, every episode of this podcast, I really try to stay away from all of that stuff that, that can lean political, even though to me, there's nothing political about the disease, but it's been made political. Like there's plenty of other places you guys can go for that content. And that's not what I'm trying to do here. So um, to, to get away from that, I just want to put a button on my rant here at the beginning by saying, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope that, uh, you're enjoying your life. And if not, I hope things get better, but, uh, I'm just really excited for the springtime, man. I'm excited for the nice weather and, uh, and really it's just like new beginnings. You know what I'm saying? Not to get too cheesy or too like hippie on y'all, but just when the, the trees start blooming again, and again, just it's warmer out. You get a chance to get outside. Like I, I'm fortunate to be in a state in an area of the state too, in Middle Tennessee, where there's a lot of really cool parks and stuff. And that just does so so many good things for your mind when you get outside and you get to take a walk. You know, go by a body of water. Like um, it's just it's just awesome. It's just a great time of the year, man. So I am in a super excited mood. And um, this week's guest, man really fits the mold of this podcast. She is none other than Allie Slater. 
She is a pop punk slash emo artist, and she's got a heck of a voice. She's super down to earth and kind. I really enjoyed our conversation, and she's making a lot of noise, man. I really think that she is going to be a star. I, I really believe that. Um, she's getting a lot of press for her debut EP, Lucid, which just came out on April 8th. And from front to back, it's a really great listen. I would say my faves are probably Over It, the title track, Lucid, and Kiss in the Rain. But, uh, but man, like she's, I'm really happy that she took the time to do this podcast because, like I said, it's just cool that when you come into contact with somebody who's not only really talented, but they're also down to earth and they're also really kind, and she's all those things. She deserves all of her roses and all of the attention that her EP is getting, and it's getting a lot of attention in the pop punk, uh, excuse me, say that three times fast, the pop punk slash emo community. I do that a lot. Like when I talk, you guys don't even realize I have like an inner monologue in my head where I'm like, don't say anything stupid. Make sure you don't say um a lot and make sure you don't say dude and awesome a lot. You do that a lot. So as I'm doing these, like there's an inner monologue going on too that's talking while I'm talking to all of you and I get tongue tied. But anyway, I'm gonna leave that in. Because mistakes make the fun in life sometimes, guys. But I say all that to say, uh, I'm just really excited that I was able to get her on the show, man. Um, There's a lot of talented artists out there. And um, I I love it when I get a chance to to talk to somebody who's, like I said, talented and cool. And just as a preface, before we get into the actual conversation, we do touch on topics on this one that are really heavy, you know, as far as abuse um, and as far as mental health are concerned, So I just want to let everybody know from the jump, you know, in case those are triggering topics for anyone, you know, again, I hope you listen to the rest of the show, but maybe you're not at a place where you can listen to those kind of things because it makes you think of unfortunate experiences that you have had. And I am super sensitive to all of that stuff because I myself struggle with mental health issues related to anxiety and OCD and panic attacks and stuff. So we get into a lot of that, but also we get into abuse on this one. So it is definitely a heavy episode, and I just wanted to let you all know from from the jump that, that we do touch on those topics. But again, I hope that you know that when I do that on this show, it's not for exploitative reasons. It's not for any anything that's like coming from a bad place. You know, um, you know, Allie and I talk about those things because it's it's um, letting people know more about her and and where she's coming from and you know what she's coming up and got going on in the future too, as far as her music. So. It's all coming from a good place, but I just wanted to let people know in the intro that we do get into that, you know, because I don't want anybody to be caught off guard. It was a really awesome conversation, in my humble opinion, and I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, but um, it was just really cool that her and I got a chance to talk, and it definitely won't be the last time that she's on the show. So without further ado, I'm going to show my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Allie Slater. Here it is. Well, Allie, thank you again. Uh, I really appreciate the time. I'm so excited for you to have the EP come out and you take enough time out of your day to talk to me on the day that the EP drops. And for the listeners out there, by the time you hear this, she'll already have had her birthday, but her birthday is tomorrow. So happy early birthday again. Thank you, Allie, for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're welcome. You're welcome. I dig the hair, by the way. So I got to ask. So I, 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 I'm, I'm also get into like, uh, I go into a lot of different rabbit holes on this, but, um, in doing my research for this is like red, your favorite color from what I understand, or like I, one of your favorite colors. Yeah, it's a toss up between red and black. If I really had to think about 
Okay. I don't know if you can tell. (laughs) Right on. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so April 9th, that's Aries then, right? People are going to be like, oh my God, this dude's talking about astrology, but. (laughs) No, I kind of eat that up. I'm not like super versed on astrology, but it definitely interests me. Like whenever like tarot talk comes up on my TikTok, I'm like, oh, I kind of, kind of into it, but people are going to hate me for that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I feel like people are warming up to it. I mean, I don't live my life by it. Like my, my mom reads palms and stuff. So like, you know, that's, that's, yeah, it's just something she got into. So I'm like, okay, she's an Aries. She's got red hair. Like that's a fire sign, I believe. So I don't know if it's like a theme or just a coincidence, but it is a coincidence. I'm like the walking epitome of an Aries. (laughs) (laughs) I, I did find out recently though, that there are like there are two types of Aries. There's the March Aries and the April Aries. I'm an April Aries. The March Aries are the ones that people kind of associate with Aries, like the fiery, I'm going to come get you, like I'm aggressive type of Aries. And then there's like the diligent, hardworking boss lady Aries. I'm the April Aries. I'm not scary. (laughs) I'm the one who gets things done. You're the diligent boss lady. Mm -hmm. 100%. So just building on that, I know people are going to be like, oh my God, this dude opened up talking to her about astrology. What's going on? No, but um, uh, you've been singing and like playing piano and songwriting since you were what, since you were like four years old. So you've been doing this for like, what, like 20 years or something? Uh, A little over now, almost 22. Oh, I'm so getting so old. No, you're not. You're in your mid twenties, man. Come on. I'm mid twenties, but to say that you've been working on something for over 20 years, that's (laughs) scary. (laughs) Yeah, I started playing piano when I was about four years old. Um, It was kind of an accident. I saw my grandma taking a lesson and I'm like, that looks cool. I want to do that. So my parents were like, okay, let's let her try. (laughs) And it ended up, I ended up having a talent for it. And my teacher was like, don't let her give up. Don't let her stop this. Um, Singing, I guess, just came with it. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it at four years old. But as I got older, uh, it really became everything I wanted to do. Real passion. Songwriting. My first song I ever wrote was called Windows is Shutting Down. There weren't Macs at the time. <laughs> and I would like see that every every night before bed. I would just see like Windows is Shutting Down. I wrote a song called Windows is Shutting Down. Do you still remember it? I do not. I'm not going to make you sing it. I was just curious. I'm not gonna, I, I kind of remember. I was a huge Vanessa Carlton fan at the time. So I I did it with, she did a cover of Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. So I did it with that cover in mind. How old was I? Like seven, maybe. Uh, not Not anything like I'm releasing now. So your grandma, so that was just a musical lesson for her. Was she musical or anybody in your family musical? No, I am the only one. Uh, She was horrible at piano. (laughs) Uh, It was, it was just kind of a coincidence that it happened. Now she's, I'm sure if she tried, she'd be great at it. But our piano teacher was kind of like, you should stop. This is your sign to stop. So is that your, cause I always like to ask people, is that your earliest musical memory then of, of like, what drew you to the piano? Was it the fact that she was getting that lesson or were you already kind of on like a musical vibe? Like, were you drawn no, to any of those shows all. or anything? I was sitting by her feet while she was having this lesson. And I thought it was really cool. 
I said, why, why not? Let's, let's do this. Little, little Allie wanted to just try it. So what yeah. was the first song that really grabbed you? On the piano? Yeah. I, as I said, I, I was a huge Vanessa Carlton fan. And I think everyone knows the song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me want to really learn a thousand miles, obviously. Um, and that was actually the first song I taught myself on the piano, which was it's it's still fun. It's it's a great song to play on the piano. So that was the first song that I really fell in love with the piano for. So with, were, were you singing and playing simultaneously? Did you learn that pretty early then? Not at four years old. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of when that when that all came together. I took lessons with the same man until I was like at least 12 I think and then we had a little hiatus but we did talk about how I I wanted to try singing with it and he he was like with all of his young younger uh students Hannah Montana had just started coming out he's like I know of this Hannah Montana show are there any songs you like from there we can learn let me know and I'm like yeah I love Hannah Montana (laughs) I think we started with life's what you make it. It never ended up panning out, but that's when I kind of started to ease into the singing and playing at the same time. Um, unfortunately, he passed away. And that's when I started teaching myself when I was about 14, 15. And that's when I really put the two together and worked it out. And it was fun. Not, not I mean, I miss him dearly, but it lit a fire under my ass for sure. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I mean, I know death is part of life, but especially working with somebody for that long, that's tough, man. Yeah, he was he was a great man. So when did you first perform in front of people? Do you remember that experience? Yeah, I do. Uh as a so like a solo rock artist, pop artist. Um I did a summer program at Wesleyan University when I was 15. And I thought they were going to place me in like the classical piano program or or the vocal program. I didn't know where they were going to throw me. And they called all the students for piano and they called all the students for voice. I'm like, well, where the hell am I going? (laughs) And they had like a school of rock program and they threw me in. They're like, you're the lead singer. You're the keyboardist. Make it work. Like that's that's badass. I'm gonna try, and I had never performed as me um, myself <laughs> ever. So I there were weekly performances for the entire program, and a couple for like parents' weekend or something. And I, like I said, I had never performed before. So that first performance, I think I had only one panic attack not not that many just one (laughs) and it ended up being really fun I never thought I could do it and I ended up loving it it was so great so that was my first real performance memory of just just me myself and I I'm glad you pushed through it man because those are panic attacks of something that I've I've struggled with since I was a kid and like when you're a kid you don't really know what it is it's just like that fight or flight like I gotta get the hell out of here you know what I mean and then you kind of learn to at least me I've kind of learned to just sort of like you sit with it and you like breathe it out but I mean like I never that's why I always admire musicians though because I can't imagine like music is such a personal thing you know 
And, mm-hmm. and it's one thing to perform it and just vibe it out on your own. And, you know, a song that has an emotional connection with you, but then whether it's one of your own or, or even a cover that you're doing when you perform it and other people that just takes it to like a whole other level. Like I can't even imagine, you know? Yeah. It's, it's hard. That's something that I've been not struggling with, but just, I I've been having trouble really giving a hundred percent of myself because it is scary to be vulnerable but who's, I, I've never fallen in love with an artist who's just doing the bare minimum and hiding everything. Um, it, to see someone really put 110% of themselves into a performance or a song, that's what's inspiring. And also very hard to do. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's important to be doing that. And that's what I want to be doing. So I'm, I'm doing my best to do that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're doing a great job, but I'm not just saying that because you're you're kind enough to take the time to do this. Because one of the things that I, I wrote down after listening to your EP a few times throughout the day today, um, getting ready for this, and I and I was genuinely excited to listen to it because I had listened to the first three singles that came out. But I just wrote down, really enjoyed her melodies, and then I put how authentic it is. And you know, for for people listening to this, like you can read about. Allie breaks down kind of each song and um, goes into detail about the, the the kind of the meaning behind each track. But so I don't know if that's if that was part of it, too, is because, you know, I'm kind of like an old school music nerd, like, mm-hmm. you know, back when CDs were a thing, I, I would get the if it was an artist I really liked, I would get the CD, I'd open up the artwork, I nerd it out on the artwork yeah, and I would, I would read the lyrics as I would listen to the album, you know, so but I really I really admire like how authentic um what you're doing is Allie and, and your melodies are just so awesome. Like they're, they're catchy. And like, there's just, even at the end of over it, like you're doing the chorus again and the way you switch it up on the way out, like it just, uh, it came together really well, man. I really, I really think it's awesome. That means a lot. Thank you so much. Fun fact. So for Lucid, the actual song Lucid, that little hook, the L-U-S-I-D, that wasn't there. I was thinking while the song was like super catchy, I'm like, I need, I need a, I need another hook that's going to get in people's heads forever. <laughs> so they never stop listening to this song. And that's when I wrote that. I just throw it in there. Yeah. For people listening to this, I mean, the EP, you did it with uh, Matt Squire, right? Mm-hmm. And that dude's worked with like everybody from Panic at the Disco to Ariana Grande, Neck Deep, Good Charlotte, uh, Selena Gomez. So he's got quite the roster, but I, I wanted to ask you, how did, how did that happen? You just, you reached out to him? Like, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> he was my dream producer to work with. He wrote my favorite track of all time. I write since not tragedies by panic at the disco. He also did don't trust me by three Oh three. He's done so much. <laughs> and I just said, I'm going to email him. I know he's probably never going to read it, but you know, you never know. It could happen. So I sent him my demos of Kiss in the Rain Without You, another song that I was working on that I have not released yet. <laughs> okay. The next EP. Um, and I'm like, I, I'm working with a producer right now and he's great, but he's not nailing it. I know you, you would nail it. You were my absolute dream producer. You mean the world if you even read this email. I hope to hear back from you. And he emailed me back. He's like, these are good songs. Yeah, let's work on it. <laughs> I know exactly what to do. I'm like, I knew you would. <laughs> so 
So it was just, I reached out and he said, yes. See, that's awesome though, to me, because I think so much of it, you know, like, just like we were talking about panic attacks and stuff, it's like, uh, what's that old Winston Churchill, Churchill quote, uh, the only thing to fear is fear itself. It's like, when you don't try something, I think in life, you end up regretting more than maybe trying or failing or trying and not getting a response, whatever it is, whether it's, you know, music, art of some form, you know, if you have a crush on somebody, like, you know, you might fall flat on your face, but you'll laugh about it later. But so I think that's like a cool thing that to just reach out. Like I, I was just, um, before I went on vacation, the last episode that I recorded before talking to you, that was one of the things uh, the guy I was talking to said his basis says all the time is just ask, you know what I mean? Just ask, you know? So I think that's cool that you had the courage to just reach out and then he got back to you. Yeah. Very quickly. He's very quick. He's awesome. Very quick turnaround times. I mean, Oh, something I forgot to touch on with the whole anxiety thing and how I related to music. So I've been getting, I mean, the last year, honestly, since the pandemic happened, my anxiety has gotten so much worse. I wasn't over the summer. I wasn't able to go outside. I, I haven't been able to do a lot of things, oh, man. but I have been able to perform, which blows my mind. And I tried to analyze that and say, why am I not having these horrible panic attacks when I'm singing and I'm doing that in front of people and I'm singing about some pretty personal things? what's the difference here? I can't go to a bar, but I can perform in front of people. And I I did some thinking and it doesn't, it shocks me that it doesn't scare me as much as, you know, being a normal person. Um, But I also look at it as a passion and a job with the like job and professional mindset. I do it. I don't have a choice. So the anxiety weirdly goes out the window and I'm also taking medicine for it, which is helpful. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're you're opening up about that because I've I've you know I I've struggled to be more vulnerable on this podcast too and try, try not to overshare too much and um, but that's hey. th- something that eventually I I started open up to people about because I wanted them to know like the whole the whole meaning behind the podcast is like March fourth and it doesn't mean that you're not going to have bad days or that you don't go through things like I've been open about therapy. Um, mm-hmm you know, things that I've been through in the last year, like I had a a relationship that fell apart unexpectedly. um, And I had more death in my life than I had ever had in any other year of my life. And uh, kind of relating to you, not making it about me, but just relating to you, Allie, like, I think the the isolation uh, of the pandemic, it's weird. Like I enjoy my alone time, you know, before we got the the ball rolling, we were both talking about how we're kind of like old people and younger people's bodies and we, you know, but but yeah. when you're in forced isolation, I, I don't know. I think it just, um, I don't know. I think it, 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 it just, you just, you're alone with your thoughts a lot. So yeah, I mean, when uh, yes, forced isolation, when the pandemic hit, I, I was, I was alone, alone. I had my dog, which was nice, but I was alone because it was for such an extended period of time. I had so much time to think about the things that I was kind of sweeping under the rug and ignoring and not wanting to deal with. And I'm not going to get into too heavy topics because I, I, I don't want to like bring the mood down, but I, how, how open are we with talking about triggering topics? Should I do like a trigger warning? Should I not say anything? You could, you could talk about whatever you want and you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. Cause again, okay. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. So it's uh, wherever no, you want I'm- to take it. I think it's so important to talk about these things, but again, they are pretty triggering. And 
I'd love to tell my story so people can really, I know people relate to it, which is the sad part. Um, I was going to go into, you know, uh, different assaults that I had been through and I don't want to throw the R word out there, but you know, these are things that happen to women all the time, which is super unfortunate, but I never let myself deal with it or think about it. I was always on the move. I was always doing something. It was school. It was work. And I just never thought about it. I just let whatever happened, happen. And then we were in isolation. I'm like, that happened to me and I never properly dealt with it. And now I'm thinking about it a lot. And I developed like a pretty big fear of men in general, not all men. I don't want to say all men, but like strangers, I, I get, I get pretty scared now. I don't like to walk around alone. I, I mean, I should get more weaponry. Everyone's like carry mace. I'm like, I have my keys in between my fingers, which is not smart. <laughs> don't do that. But I, I have been through quite a bit that I didn't properly deal with. And it has affected me to now. I'm still dealing with it and trying to figure out how to navigate dating, which through my music, everyone can tell has not been going well. (laughs) (laughs) And just existing. I haven't been able to go to a bar. Not that I would want to go to a club, but like these big social scenarios because I, I have these crazy panic attacks now. They're starting to lessen, which is good, but it was really debilitating because I hadn't confronted everything that happened to me because men men can be really creepy in those places like I think I get touched at least five times I go out you know the move where you're not in the way but they feel the need to like move you out of the way like don't touch me (laughs) didn't ask to be touched yeah I I hate I hate all of that so I I don't really go to bars anymore Uh, I haven't been to a club in the longest of times not that I would ever go back to one but I don't like to throw myself into these social situations because I'm now kind of confronting everything that's happened to me and I don't want anyone touching me man I'm sorry that you went through all that because I think it happens to like you said the unfortunate thing I think assault of whether it's uh you know physically abusive or sexually abusive or even verbally abusive it's it's um it's sad because i think it happens to more people than than what we realize i think the the good thing is that um i think we're at a place in society where more people are talking about it and more people yeah. are being conscious and you know you mentioned touching people like i always try to be respectful of personal boundaries and i went to a concert last year in july and it was the first show I had been to since like February of 19, uh, Alter Bridges headlining tour. Um, and they came to Nashville. It was like the last show, or excuse me, February 2020. It was the last show I went to. And this was at a small place in Nashville. And the opening artist was was female. And she was really good. And it was her first show. Um, I think her boyfriend was in the band that ended up playing after And like you said, it's one of those things where I try to be conscious of boundaries. And I was like sitting at this table and I wanted to get her attention and let her know like, Hey, I really enjoyed your show. So Mm -hmm. I kind of reached out and touched her arm, but like, you never know, like when it's a stranger, I don't want her to think I'm being like a creepy dude. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it is a weird thing. And and maybe part of it is just being in public again. Like you said, like we've all been sort of cooped up for so long, but it's weird going out. There is a fine line though, like the, the kind of touching that I was talking about is like creepy touching. Like you trying to get someone's attention is clearly you trying to get someone's attention. I'm saying like men will grab me 
like gropey, mm-hmm. that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. yeah. There, there is a huge difference between that. And like someone like tap me on the shoulder. I don't think I mind that. And also concerts are tough. <laughs> it's dark. It's loud. It's hard to get someone's attention. Um, but what I was going to say was my, the first time it had happened to me, I was, I was young. I was 14. It's my first year of high school. It was it, guys in my grade that I saw every day. And I had been to this apartment so many times. And at that time, it wasn't talked about. It was really frowned upon. And I was the new girl at the school. No one would have believed me. So I just kept it quiet and moved on with my life. I didn't tell anyone. Each time, I make it sound like it's happened a lot of times, but I mean, it's happened a few times. And I, I never told anyone anything. And I, I didn't even realize the extent of how bad it was and how much it affected me again until I was isolated and had time to think about it. But yeah, it, that was back in, my goodness, 2010, I think. Let's, let's say 2010, but back then it wasn't really being talked about. And if it was reported, nothing was done about it because I was the new girl, I didn't want to sabotage myself with these like popular guys, like accusing them of anything. Today, I would have done it differently just with how the climate has been changing. It was, it wasn't rough then because I didn't understand it. I didn't understand how bad it was. I'm like, oh, this is just something that happens to people. And then it affected me later. It's been a weird way to process things. Like it really started affecting me later when I got to think about it. Man, I'm sorry that that happened to you, Allie. And and I appreciate you opening up to to me and the the people who listen to this about it, because I, you know, like I said, I I don't like taking people to places that they don't want to go. But at the same time, I think it's important um, to discuss these things because, you know, I I think... um, it was about something else, but one of my best friends and I were talking, um, you know, earlier and he, he was talking about, um, you know, a kid that he saw at his, at his daughter's camp that was bullying this other kid and like hitting him. And he, you know, had to step in as a counselor and try to, you know, stop it. And, and, um, you know, again, that's way different from what we're talking about, but just relating to the sense of like his daughter had told him, that the teachers at the school don't really do anything about it. They know this kid kind of does these things and nothing really happens. And, you know, and it kind of goes back to something that I believe, which is like monsters aren't born, they're made, you know? And I think when it comes to, to men, especially like, I think manliness and what it means to be a man. And just kind of what I learned from my parents is like, you just be accountable and you be kind, you take care of yourself. You're good to other people. And, um, I don't know what happens that there are predatory men and just people in general out there. I don't know where that comes from, but I, I don't think people are born that way, sadly. And it, it, it really bums me out how, how many women you hear about that go through similar things to you, um, whether it's physical or sexual, it's just a real, it's a real bummer to me, but I think it starts young. I, I, I think there's something there that, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe it's scarier to believe that there's people that come out the womb and they're just messed up. You know what no, I mean? But I, I, argument. 
I, I've been trying to learn more about it because obviously I would never, I, I don't victim blame. I don't blame myself for anything that happened, but I want to understand why yeah. it happened. So, I mean, I've been digging into like multiple facets of the male brain or predatory behavior and it's all internal i it's for some people i've been talking to you know some friends who knew them and one of them said okay this guy was clearly struggling with his sexuality and decided to force himself on you he knew he could take advantage of you so it could be like a sec i i I've also been following up on TikTok. Like, so, so there are a lot of like really cool, not just gimmicky stuff on there, but like real, really cool psychology type accounts. And some people say like men don't learn how to properly express their emotions because it's been frowned upon in society for men to cry, have emotions. It's too womanly to feel this way. So because they don't know how to properly process their emotions, it'll manifest in ugly ways. And that's such a generalization, but that's something that I've, a piece of information that I've picked up. So it comes from, I, I also think it starts in the home as well. You don't, you don't teach your son not to do that. They're not going, I mean, odds are they're not going to, but there are some that will. I grew up in, on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. I hate telling people that because they'll make assumptions. Like this, this rich bitch, you know, I, I went to a prep school where I was one of the nicer ones and didn't understand why everyone was so mean and why people would try to take advantage of me. Um, but I, I understood now as I'm older, I understood why these kids were so mean One, they're just assholes Two, they were raised by parents who were assholes. Either they were never present. They didn't care enough. They just, these kids had never heard no in their lives ever. So they felt like at least the guys, they were entitled to my body and to whatever they could get from me. So I, there isn't one place that it comes from, but it, it's nice to know that it, it wasn't me. I didn't do anything wrong. It was something that happened to me. I don't look at myself as a victim, I look at myself as a survivor. I survived it. I came out of it stronger. I, it sucks to live in a world where I really have to be on guard all the time as a woman, but now I know how to protect myself as best as I can. Yeah. So we were all learning and growing experiences and I'm a better person for it today. Um, I just, I'm happy with the direction things are going where we can talk about these things. I felt so alone for so long and thought it was just normal. And that was something I had to go through, but it's not, it's not normal. Nobody should have to go through that. So I thank you for giving me a platform to talk about it as well. Cause I, it's a scary and very triggering thing to talk about. You're welcome. And I, and I appreciate you being vulnerable, Allie. And again, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. Um, you know, I, a long time ago. You know, I just I just hope that the 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 women out there who listen to this, whether they're, you know, in their 20s or, you know, 30s or whether they're young girls, like you said, just just to know that um, they can be empowered to say something. You know what I mean? Because, no, there's never an excuse as a man to take advantage of a woman. There's just there's there's just not, you know, um, I don't care. I want to make it 
only inclusive of women because it does happen to everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, while I am a woman who's been taking advantage, men have been taking advantage of historically. I I don't want to just leave it at women should speak up. I think everyone should speak up. No one should be treated like that. So I, yeah, I know I don't want to exclude anyone from the conversation because it does happen to everyone. It sucks. There are such evil people out there, but shouldn't happen to anyone. I want to make the whole Ali Slater brand a safe space for everyone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that um, that you've been able to harness that energy into your music, because I got to imagine like all these years, that's probably been a place that you could go to release a lot of these emotions. Definitely. I mean, each song. I mean, I do have some funny songs here and there, and I love those songs. Uh, You know, Locate the Clitoris 2022. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But each over song. it for anybody who's who's listening that's on that one over it <laughs> yeah over it it's it's a fun one it's a real fun one um what's i gonna say oh so each song i write it does it is it is a diary i'm sure for everyone but each song i write is kind of a, a heat and heat of the moment type of thing i i need to get it out of my system whatever's happening to me at the time it's a good way to get it out of my mind. So quick, quick story, uh, kiss in the rain. I wrote that first line is it's 4am and I can't sleep now. I literally wrote it at four in the morning. I had just gotten off of one of my favorite singer songwriter, singer songwriters, live streams on Instagram. And I reached out to him. I'm like, I love your music. What you just did in your live was incredible. He just did like an impromptu acoustic session. Like that was incredible. I'm just starting off my music journey. And I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with you, just chat about music, the industry, what, what you're doing to further your career. And he wrote me back. Not only did he write me back instantly, he did like a whole 30 second voice memo saying my name, which is where that line comes from. I love it when you say my name. Which <laughs> is, anyways. Um, so he wrote, he wrote me back and was like, yeah, let's set up a call. Love to talk to you. And this was very late at night and I could not sleep. I, I was so excited about, you know, how, who wouldn't want that to happen to them? <laughs> um, and the only way I could get to sleep was I wrote Kiss in the Rain. I wrote it in about like 20 minutes and I'm like, ah, oh, I can sleep now. <laughs> so I went to sleep and scheduled a call with him like a few days later. That's, that's where Kiss in the Rain ca- came from. That's insane, man. And that was the first single out the gate, right? That one came out in November. Uh, yes. Around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And the, and the videos have been killing it. Like that one, I think has like over 21,000 views over. Oh it's got like over 33,000 without use got like 32,000. So for, for being a quote unquote new artist, even though you've been doing music a long time, Allie, like, you know, you're, you're coming out the gate hot. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was the plan. I, so again, another story, <laughs> um, I gave up on music in college. In high school, I was like ready to pursue it, ready to make it big. I was so confident and sure that it was going to happen for me. I had an incredible teacher. I mean, I, I've talked about him, I think, in every interview I've done. He uh, he was the one you wanted to like you. He was like this Italian mob boss. He ran the music department. 
he it was no bullshit with this man and I was terrified to meet him <laughs> coming into high school and he ended up being like my second dad uh he really took me under his wing and I this this is going in so many directions I'll get to my point I swear you're fine no that's what this podcast is about yeah it's all about stories and just a conversation so it's all good um every I took music theory with him I'm such a big music theory nerd uh Every Wednesday, instead of class, we do a therapy Wednesdays, safe space, anything said, cannot leave this room type of session every Wednesday. So he he did a lot for my mental health. He quite literally saved my life a few times. And so he became my like biggest inspiration. He told my parents, I found out about this later. He's like, she has a gift for writing melodies and pop melodies. Don't let her stop don't let her stop this. And to hear that from like a man who's been, he's like, he was like this famous jazz guitarist and like, uh, I can't, I can't say enough good things about him. So he, he with decades of experience believed in me. So I'm like, hey, I must be good. <laughs> this, this means something. So I majored in music in college. And when I got there, I mean, it was very discouraging. They, they, my advisor never remembered who I was. He didn't even tell me he was leaving my senior year. I almost didn't graduate. It was, it was such a mess. And I'm like, all right, I, I feel like I'm doing so poorly. They pretty much discouraged me from ever pursuing music. And I, I got scared. I, and I ran away from it. I became, I mean, I never let music leave my life because I love it so much. I, I started teaching and I always incorporated music into my lessons. So I graduated uh, bachelor's in music and early childhood education certification program. So I started teaching. And then because I live in New York city, you can't live as a teacher. <laughs> I went into corporate world and I'm still in the corporate world, but I, I start, I really started pursuing music halfway through the pandemic. I felt like this was the original point I was trying to make. <laughs> I felt like I had wasted years being so scared to do this and not believing in myself that I had to, I had to make up for all the lost time. Like I wasn't going to start slow. I'm going to bang right out of the gate, get those views up, get these songs out, get shit done. Cause I, I don't, I don't have any time to waste anymore. And I mean, you, everyone can say like, Oh, you're young. There's time. Like I, I don't care. <laughs> I am going to get it done. I've wasted too many years being afraid. So that's where the, the views are coming from. I'm like putting in the time, the money, the effort, all the work. I don't, my brain does not stop. I'm a, I, I'm glad that you went into that alley and I'm appreciative that you shared that. Cause that was one of the things I was going to ask you is, you know, especially when I had read that you started playing piano at four and that this is like your debut EP. Yeah. I was like, and especially when I heard your voice, I was like, damn, this is the first <laughs> time, you know? So I, I, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you was, what took um, so long? <laughs> well, well, I, I, I don't want to put it like that, but just the the tipping point or the turning point, like you mentioned the pandemic, um, it's mentioned in your bio, but I guess just, just on that point, was there, was there a moment where, where you're like, I just, I got to scratch this itch, man. Like, was there, was there like a tipping point that made you go, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for it. Or did it just happen gradually as the pandemic went on and just being in isolation? Oh, there, there was a moment. I mean, there were two moments. Uh, people started dying around me, uh, a coworker of mine. I was so miserable at this job and we like kind of kept each other going and he passed away from COVID like at the very beginning in March. 
And I'm like, life is so short and so fragile. I can't be fucking miserable at this corporate job anymore. I have to do what I'm supposed to do. And that's music. That's always been music. I've just been like scared. Uh, So that was moment number one. And then moment number two, the music teacher, I was just talking about and singing his praises. He ended up passing away as well. And that was really hard on me. I still don't think I've properly dealt with it because that was my first really big loss. Uh, I mean, obviously my, my piano teacher when I was younger, but we hadn't spoken in years. So it didn't hit me. And I was young and didn't understand things. (laughs) This one hit me hard and I was starting to kick it into gear and he never wanted me to give up on it. And I'm still very sad and disappointed that he'll never get to hear what I've done. But I, I'm doing this not just for me, but for him too. Because uh, I, I know he, he'd also tell me, stop being sad. What the fuck is the matter with you? Get your shit together. Do your music. <laughs> so I, I kind of like keep him the, the Joe Carbone mindset here. Uh, I, I, I don't know how much I believe in like the afterlife or big concepts like that, but I, I understand now why people say like, I like to believe that they're with me and I feel them around me. So weird. I haven't told anyone about this. Um, he's actually like come to me in dreams a few times. I thought, I thought it was crazy person (laughs) saying like this, this ghost came to me in my head. There were a few times within the last year and a half or however long I've been pursuing this where I'm like I suck I can't do this I'm scared and and he'll like present himself in my dreams and be like what's the matter with you stop that (laughs) I'm like you're right I'm the best (laughs) his name is Joe Joe Carbone Joe Carbone yeah Joseph Carbone he was in one of the groups he was in was called uh Joe Carbone and the class act a class act he was a jazz guitarist one of the best well, I'm I'm sorry for your loss, Allie, but I'm I'm glad that um that his inspiration and his guidance like fueled you fueled yeah. you ugh, excuse me fueled you say that three times fast to where you are now, you know, because yeah. I feel like we all have those people in our life, you know, that um you know I I feel like unconditional love or like you said the universe spirituality everybody has different um different thoughts on that and that could be a whole nother conversation, but yeah. um. I do think we get what, what we're supposed to have in our life at the time, you know, especially like inspiration, you know what I mean? And like, like even there were people close to me with this podcast, like, man, you used to do that stuff and you used to like broadcast high school games and do all that. Like, you know what, you know what I mean? So I feel like, I feel like in some ways, whether you want to call it God or the universe or just energy, there's, there's always those people in our lives that I feel like help, you know, you know, correct the steering wheel and get us, get us back on the right path. So I'm sorry that you lost him, but, and your coworker, um, because that, that hits home, especially with all the, the stuff that's out there about this virus, man, you know, when you lose somebody that, you know, you know, I, I lost a coworker to cancer, um, who was 56 years old and, um, he died, I think it was November. And, um, it was, it was just crazy. Cause you know, you literally have, like, I remember, seeing that guy at the cubicle when I would come into work, you know what I mean? So um, in a roundabout way, I'm saying I'm really sorry for the losses that you've experienced and, and the the stuff that you've been through. But I think if there's anything that I hope people take away from, you know, what you shared to this point is that, you know, you can, you can overcome and you can turn those negatives into positives. You know, you're like That's a living, right. breathing example of that. 
Yeah, oh, thanks. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, yeah, it was it was rough and it still is, but that's life, you know? There's gonna be shit thrown at you and you just gotta navigate around it and be a better person because of it. Well, before we wrap it up, because I know we're, we're at about time and I don't want to hijack too much of your Friday evening. And thank you again so much, Allie, for, for really taking the time to do this. I greatly appreciate it. I've, I've really enjoyed talking with you and learning more about your story. Um, this EP, I know we've, we've touched on a lot of heavy subjects, but I, if anybody who's a fan of like pop punk or emo, like mm-hmm. I, I really you're going places. I'm just going to say that like you're going places and, and when you hit the big time. I, you know, hopefully we'll do this again. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I'd love to, I'm having the best time, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, genuinely, I, I really love the EP front to back. I, the flow of it is really good. Um, I, I would say my favorites are probably over it, lucid and, and kiss in the rain. And, yeah, ones. and what I really like about it is, um, you know, you, you talk about taking ownership too, which you've talked about in this, this conversation, but for people listening, like, it's not just like your, and again, I don't want to say your typical, like, you know, when people have like a, a bad breakup song or like, you know, men are bad or women are bad. Like you're, you, yeah. you talk about those experiences, but you also kind of talk about, you know, some stuff that you were doing where you, you're looking at yourself in the mirror and going, you know, I, I got to take ownership for, you know, if, if somebody's in a relationship and having feelings or they're texting me. And, and so, you know, I don't want to give too much away because I think people can, I, I want people to geek out and find it on their own, like me, if they're, they're music nerds as well, like myself. But um, I think that's, what's really cool about this record that I really enjoy too. This EP is just that uh, you're, you're, you have that message of like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm over other people's BS, but I also recognize my own behaviors in certain situations and taking ownership for it. You have to be self-aware. I mean, I joke all the time. Like I'm always right. I'll I'll say that. (laughs) I'm never wrong. I'm always right. Most of the time I'm never wrong, (laughs) but there are like, I, I I can, I don't know if you want me to like go into some of the messaging of the songs. I, I, I don't know, but uh, lucid especially I was noticing some pretty unhealthy behavior patterns uh, that I was exhibiting I uh, it, it's really hard for me to connect with a guy at this point in my life not just because of all the assault stuff but it's genuinely hard to make a connection when I've just been treated so poorly in general and I keep coming across men who treat me poorly um I don't tolerate it. I just move on. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't do that anymore. Um, but there have been a few instant connections that I've made with a couple of guys and they were in relationships and they didn't, I mean, the one who lucid's about, he didn't ever hit on me or give me any indication that he's like ready to, he's a great guy, not ready to cheat on his girlfriend. But I, this was the second time this had happened in a row like the guy before that I was crushing on these that's who ring shopping's about he's he's on his way to getting married now he's getting married very soon (laughs) and I was crushing on these guys in relationships and that has never happened to me before anytime I heard someone was taken in a relationship seeing someone I like I shut that down immediately and this person is not available and I'm not about to be a homewrecker like that's not me so when it happened a second time, I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I, this is not good behavior. I need to cut that out. And I, I never acted on anything and I would never act on anything. That's when I, I started writing Lucid every time 
the guy would text me, I started getting giggly again. I started getting butterflies and that hadn't happened for me in so long. And I was really excited about it, but it was so tragic at the same time because nothing could ever come of it. So that that's what Lucid is about. I'm actually staying with him right now. I told him it was about him and we we laugh about it. He's my guitarist. We, we <laughs> laugh about it. We, we laugh about it now. Um, his his uh, favorite song was originally Kiss in the Rain. And then I told him that Lucid was about him. He's like, damn it. Well, now that's my favorite song. He's been, <laughs> been a really good sport about it. Uh, no, but we're buds. It's it's so fun to joke about it with him. Well, that's um, good. I'm glad it all I'm glad it all worked out. Oh, yeah. We're, we're real good friends. The other guy, we're also still friends. He'll never know it's about him. <laughs> but yeah, every, everything's good. Still single, still looking. Actually, not really. I'm, I'm, I just had a really poor experience with someone. I'm like, that was my sign to stop again. Oh, I'm and dating? On, yeah, I'm going to focus on my music and getting to where I need to be. And if it happens, it happens. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good mindset to have. Like after after I went through some heartbreak last year, like it, it sucked. Like I thought, I really thought that she was, and again, like, like you said, it's not about, you know, it's about being empowered and not about, uh, you know, being a victim and, and you, you know, and I'm hard on myself anyway. So I kind of focused on like, like, what did I do that? Like what, you know, I kind of thought like, did, what was my role? Did, did my anxiety play a role in all this stuff? And anyway, so long story short, I, I kind of felt like there's a skit that I always bring up on this podcast and I I'm probably showing my age with some of the listeners of the show, but they'll, they can find it on YouTube, but there's a skit called unfrozen caveman lawyer on SNL with the great Phil Hartman. And the whole thing is just like, he was this caveman that got thought out and he became a lawyer. So during the whole skit, he's like, I don't know your world and how it works. And that's kind of how I felt like getting back into dating after almost three and a half years with somebody. And, I don't know. These apps, man, are, uh, it's another world out there. It's, it's I hate apps. I hate them <laughs> so much. I feel like it's we're all being reduced it. to like, uh, baseball cards. It's like, here's yeah. my stats. Here's my height. Here's my whatever political so views or and like, I'll admit to that behavior. Like if I, if I was on an app, I did it first, I'd be like, am I attracted to you? And then if I open their profile and they, that meant anything their answers were were like garbage to me I wouldn't swipe but if they <laughs> yeah. were hot enough I would swipe but it's it's horrible behavior and I I was I met up I met up with so many people from apps and it just never works out never works out it's a little overwhelming man like it, the it online is. dating thing is a little I guess I kind of hope it happens serendipitously like I'm awkward and goofy I I really would like my dream would just be like the movie Scrooge with Bill Murray, where he just gets hit in the head by somebody coming out of the store. Yeah. That That's kind of how I, I hope it happens. Somebody just hits me in the head with the door, yeah. which doesn't sound romantic, but I kind of hope it goes. It out. is. It is. You know? I'll find that person and I'm the best version of me and the happiest version of me. And when I'm ready for it, whatever happens, happens. I'm not actively looking right now. I really just need to focus on my, my music. And I also have a day job that's taking over my life. So I don't have time for a boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have time for it. Well, Allie, I I kept you like 15 minutes longer than I said I was going to keep you. So I don't want to take any more of your time. So much fun. You can keep me the rest of the night. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I won't do that to you. I won't chew your ear off. But uh, I genuinely want to say thank you, man. Like I really enjoy talking with you and um, I love music. And again, when I hear this and and I hope people check out Lucid, like it's, there's an authenticity to what you're doing. And so having you take almost an hour of your time and talk to me about it on the day your EP came out 
and a day before your birthday, which I didn't even know. Like, uh, I really appreciate your time. I genuinely mean that anybody who takes the time to come by the pod, man. And like, uh, you're very genuine and I love the EP. So anybody out there who's listening to like emo or pop punk, uh, I promise that you will dig this EP. Thank you. This is like an experimental one for me. Like, obviously there's the men suck aspect of it and it's fun. And the next, my next EP, which is almost in the works, it's going to be all mental health focused. So I don't want to be a one faceted, I hate men. (laughs) You know, I want to delve into deeper topics, which I think was a good intro with this interview. Um, But this this is like an experimental EP. I want to see who digs which sound more. Each song is so different. I want I just want to see what people vibe with the most. I mean, my my personal favorite is Lucid. That one's so fun. Um, So I, I, I hope it reaches a bunch of people and I get some good or terrible feedback. I, I, I appreciate all. Um, but this is, this has been great. Thank you for having me and giving me a platform to tell my stories. I, I, what I love about my favorite artists is I I get to know them and explore their vulnerabilities. And I haven't had a chance to do that yet. People don't, people haven't had a chance to get to know me. And I mean, it's the beginning, so it makes sense, but thank you for giving me a platform to say stuff about me. You're welcome. You're welcome anytime. And I mean that genuinely, man. And again, I want to thank you for being vulnerable because, uh, you know, sometimes the pod does get heavy, just the nature of the show, but I, it's, it's all done under just genuinely wanting to connect with people, not just you and I, but for the people listening. And so I really do appreciate you sharing that too, Allie. And I, I'm glad that you're still trucking and that you're overcoming oh, yeah. and you're finding good ways to, uh, to have outlets for that and that, uh, you're taking care of yourself. So thank you again, for people who don't know where to find you, just uh, I'll give you the floor. Let them know where they can find you and we'll wrap it up. Yeah, sure. Uh, Instagram, Ali Slater official, A-L-I-S-L-A-T-E-R official. Uh, you can find my music anywhere, every platform, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, everywhere. Just follow me. Just follow me and you, you'll know everything every time. <laughs> <laughs> I need to expand my following. Everyone follow me. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you for taking the time. Um, I really appreciate it. And especially going over a little bit, man. Um, and thanks again, too, for being vulnerable, man. Like, I, I know it's hard to do that. I, I, I've obviously, I've, I've not been through what you've been through. And again, I'm so sorry that you've gone through terrible stuff, man. But we um, all have our struggles. One struggle is not greater than the other. You know, it affects us all differently. And it's important to not, you know, compare, you know, you've been through your shit. I've been through mine, but we're, we're still here. Still trucking along. For sure. So, for sure. Well, you have an amazing weekend, Allie, and definitely stay in touch. You know, for when you sure. blow up and you play Bridgestone in Nashville, man, I'll be there. <laughs> I'm a man of my word. I'll be there. Down. I'll give you backstage passes to <laughs> my headlining tour <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> There you have it. That was my conversation with Allie Slater. Make sure you go follow her on Instagram at Allie Slater Official. The links to everything she's got going on are in the podcast description for this episode. And of course, her debut EP, Lucid, is available everywhere you get your music. So I highly encourage you to check it out, especially if you're a fan of pop punk and emo. And I'm going to put my name on it and just say right here on this show, 
Allie is going to be a star, okay? She's down to earth, she's kind, and she's got a heck of a voice. I love her melodic choices on this EP. She was vulnerable in her music, and as you guys heard, she's got more music that she's working on, which which is going to go to other levels of, of her, her life and herself and her personality. And I just think when you have that level of authenticity, when you've been through the things that she's been through and and, and is at the place in her life that she is now, it, the stars are aligning for her. And if, if anybody deserves her roses, it's her, man. And I'm not just saying it because she was kind enough to come on this podcast and be as vulnerable as she was with her story because I know it's not easy to go to those places that we went to in this conversation, but she really is very talented, and I and I believe that good things happen to, to good people in due time, man. So I'm happy that she's getting the kind of attention that she is getting for her debut EP, and I really just hope that um, that you guys check it out, man. So once again, at Allie Slater Official on Instagram, scroll to the bottom of the podcast description for this episode, and you'll get the links to all of her stuff. Allie, I want to say thank you again to you personally for taking the time to come on this podcast, especially since it was a day before your birthday, albeit on the same day that your EP came out and what I'm sure was a really busy week for you, and it was a Friday night, and you still took the time to to speak with me for this podcast. Uh, so I, none of that is lost on me, and I, and I really, really appreciate you doing that. Um, and, and I want to say thank you again for, for being open and honest and vulnerable about your story. Uh, be, for being willing to go to those places with myself and the listeners of this podcast. I really think it's going to help people. Um, I know it's difficult to talk about those things, and I really try to use this podcast as a platform where people can come and discuss these things in an, in, in an open forum and without judgment and you know knowing that it's coming from a place of wanting to help people overcome and persevere in their lives. So thank you again for um, just being open and honest with me in this conversation about your life. I'm so sorry, again, that you went through all that, but I'm really happy that you are at the place you are in your life now as far as your mental health and as far as your music and that you're chasing your dreams. It's really awesome and really inspiring. And so I hope all of you who listen to that show, that's why I gave the, the uh, I don't want to say warning, but you know that's why I let everybody know at the beginning of the show that we went to dark places in this conversation because the last thing that I'm trying to do, y'all, is trigger anybody or elicit negative emotions or negative responses from people. It really is coming from a place of just letting everybody know out there that they're not alone, that um, as, as sad as it is and as horrible as it is, there there are people who have been through what, what you've been through as far as abuse, as far as neglect, as far as mental health issues of any kind, whether it's depression, anxiety, OCD, panic attacks, you name it. Like It's really just to let people know that they're not alone. So I really hope that uh, that none of the conversation that Allie and I had, you know, elicited any, any negative emotions from you, because again, I'm really trying to use this podcast as, as just an open forum where everybody's welcome. And I'm letting y'all know that other people out there who've been through what you've been through and they've been able to persevere, they've been able to overcome, they've been able to get to more positive places in their lives. Cause I know sometimes when you're in it and you're going through it, that it's hard to see the light. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel and I hope that Allie's story is inspiring to you. If you are somebody who's been abused, and I'm so sorry if you've been abused, or you are somebody that has mental health issues, and I'm so sorry if you do, because I do, as far as anxiety and OCD and panic attacks. I'm not ashamed as a 34-year-old man to say that I'm in therapy dealing with all that stuff, and it has been a big help, uh, and I highly encourage that for anybody out there. That's something that 
20 years ago, I, I wouldn't have shared as like a 14 year old teenager, you know, who was struggling with things back then, because back then, at least where I grew up and how I, how I came up, like those were things that men didn't talk about, you know? So just know that this podcast is when we go to these dark places is only because I'm trying to let you guys know that other people have been through the things, maybe not the exact same thing. Cause no two people have the exact same story, but other people have struggled as well. But that doesn't mean that you can't overcome that you can't get to a better place in your life. And I really hope that Ali's story inspired you. So I just wanted to leave y'all with that, man, because I know it was heavy. And um, I put some links in the podcast description for sources that I feel like um, are beneficial. If you're somebody out there who, who is, you know, going through a struggle, whether it's mental health or abuse, I found some links out there that I thought might be beneficial. So if you are, please check those out in the podcast description as well. But just to put a button on this bad boy, man, I, I just want to say thank you again to everybody who listens to the show. Thank you again to Allie. Once again, check her out at Allie Slater Official on Instagram. Her debut EP, Lucid, is sick. And I'm not just saying that because she was kind enough to do this podcast. I put my name on it. She's going to be a star. You heard it here. Um, I, I'm really happy for her, and she's welcome back anytime. And if you would be so kind, as much as I hate begging for likes and subs and all that stuff, word of mouth really helps with the show. So if you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend, and please take the time to leave a rating or a review on either Apple or Spotify. Um, you can find the podcast on other sources like iHeart, Amazon Music. You can tell Alexa to play March 4th with Mike Bauman, and Alexa will play March 4th with Mike Bauman. I never thought that was a sentence I would be saying in 1995, but here we are. We are living in the matrix. You can tell a device to play my show and she will play it for you. <laughs> it's crazy, man. But uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody who listens, man. It's cool to see the show growing and um, it's it's cool to know that um, that people are listening. And, um, and, and again, it's I'm just I'm really all of this is just coming from my heart, you guys. Um, I love to do this stuff and I hope that this show continues to grow in that direction where we can reach people in a positive way on a larger level. So that's really my goal. It might sound cheesy to some people, but that's really where this is all coming from. Like all my years of experience doing interviews and, you know, writing music feature stories back in the day, doing sports reporting and stuff back in the day, like this is the most authentic thing that I've done. Not that that other stuff wasn't authentic, but it was all building to where I am now. So when I say thank you, I really mean it from the bottom of my heart if you are on this journey with me because um, I'm just really excited for the direction everything is going with the show and with my life, man. You know, 2021 was the most difficult year of my life by far with the death that was going on in my life and um, uh, an unforeseen breakup and heartbreak with somebody that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with, like... Um, it was really challenging, but I had this podcast to be able to have a creative outlet for all the things I was dealing with. Um, I have therapy, I exercise, I listen to heavy music that helps me. And, um, I'm just really excited for, for where I am in my life right now and where things are going. And, um, I couldn't have done it without any of y'all listening to this show too, man. Uh, you know, I would do it if, if two people listened, but the fact that it has grown over these last two years incrementally each year. Um, it's really cool to see, man. And I didn't get here on my own. So I want to say thank you. And I love you to all of you genuinely. I really appreciate you. And I also want to give a shout out to Audrey over at Breakout PR who set up this conversation with Allie. She is awesome. So if you're an emerging artist and you guys are at a place where, you know, you, you want, you know, to try to get more publicity, you want to get your name out there more, 
definitely check out Audrey over at Breakout PR because she's awesome at what she does. She's super cool, and uh, I'm really grateful that she came to my life too with this podcast, man, and, and has helped me get awesome artists like Allie on the show. So definitely check her out. I will have the links in the podcast description for her stuff as well. And on that note, I'm going to wrap it up, you guys. Thank you again. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram at March4thPod, on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman, and the host site is March4th.podbean.com. All of my links are in the podcast description if you want to learn more about me, or maybe you want to come on the podcast if you're an artist or a band or a business owner or whatever, and you want to share your story because you think it'll help other people out there, hit me up. Let me know. Um, And yeah, man, keep the faith and be kind to one another. I love you all. Courtesy of Allie Slater, here is the title track off her debut EP, Lucid. Peace. (laughs) 